Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Secret Birds HQ podcast. And this is podcast episode number 23. And we are joined today by Miss Roxana Radulescu. Hello, Roxana. Hi. Hi, Joanne. Good to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. And Roxana is Romanian, but she's currently based in Canada, right? Yeah. Right. And where in Canada are you based, Roxana? I'm near Toronto. Yeah, on the east side. On yeah. the east side. Okay, okay. Yeah. And where in Romania are you from? So our, so our guests know, can... our listeners know where you're from. Yeah, uh, I'm originally from Bucharest, uh, Romania, Bucharest being the, uh, the capital. So mm -hmm. yeah, and I came to Canada this year in, in March. Wow. So yeah, it's, it's still a discovery experience to me. <laughs> I can imagine. And a great discovery because so many exciting things are happening for you. So, okay, Roxana, first things first, tell us the name of your company. Mm, it's called All Personal. Okay. Um, and it comes from, um, you know, that saying that nothing is personal, just business. Yes. Uh, and for me, it was the other way around. It was, it's all personal, nothing is just business. So Brilliant. I started from that and I put it into the short form because uh, it's all personal to me. I think that is, that is so important. And before we dive into that, I will say that today's talk is about how our skills, muscles change the way we deal with change. Okay? Yeah. All right. So before we start exploring this topic, Roxana, going back to everything is personal, I think that's very important because I think in oftentimes in business you hear, oh, nothing is personal. Don't take, think, don't take things personal. But I believe it's actually the opposite. And I, I guess you agree as well. That's why you call your business, yeah. business yeah. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, it's, it's not just that uh, don't take it personal. It, in the first place, it's, you know, the, the minute you say that people already have taken it personal because, uh, you know, this is how we are. It's, it's human. Uh, the idea is what do you do with that? I mean, in, how do you prepare for that? Because it, it's impossible not to take it personal one way or another or not to think about it as, okay, maybe there's something wrong that I've done uh, at, some, at some point. Um, that's not my... That's not my idea. My idea isn't to stop for us to stop blaming ourselves or anything like that. It's about how you prepare for for what's coming to you because we do prepare ourselves on a daily basis for things that we do on a, in our daily lives, um, mm. but we most of the time are not aware of that happening to us. So mm. for me, it was more of like a discovery of how am I personal? What makes my own personal skills, if you want, or my own personal style make me successful? Or what makes the personal things that I have stand in my way sometimes? Um, mm. And, you know, being just, just simply asking these questions and seeing what helps me, what doesn't help me, where I can still work and what I'm, what I'm doing, what, what skills I'm using, where am mm. I going with that? It's, a, mm. it's very much a journey of awareness. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. But with this concept of don't take things personal in business and whatnot, and whatnot where do you think it came from? Uh, well, it came, uh, as with everything, it, I think it, it has a lot to do with the um, industrial revolution and with the mm. fact that, you know, it's, it, it, at some point, the industry was very much developed, right? And people were working uh, very much on things that were very much automatic, right? Mm. Um, they were doing some of the stuff they're not doing anymore because they have all, all these machines that do the work for us right now. Uh, but in those times, it, they didn't. So it was the people who were fulfilling the roles that machines have right now. Uh, and obviously, there wasn't very much room for creativity or for doing things differently. When you work on a line where everything needs to be assembled the same way, um, there you go. You're basically, um, you know, turned into your robotic condition and this is what you have to do. But things have changed a lot and times have changed a lot. So um, it's not the case anymore. And um, even um, this is why I think our skills started to be called soft skills. Somebody mm -hmm. called mm -hmm. them soft skills mm -hmm. because they weren't so important. They were, you know, the soft side of us, the wishy mushy side of us, if you want mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. But it's not, and it, it's funny because what now, how we refer to these skills now is there are strengths and our weaknesses and it's funny to think that something that you call a strength or a weakness can also be called a soft skill mm. um and somewhere <laughs> on the road there's uh, you know there's something missing there and i don't think they're soft at all and i think right now what happens is they're essential so this is where the, the twist came from you know nothing personal from the fact that you know, if, if you had any of these soft skills, it was, it had to do with the personal, but it wasn't very important. And right now it is important because it's either a strength or a weakness. So we either want to use it or fix it. Um, and this is how things started to become more personal because it's mm. all about what you have or don't have. Mm, definitely. You know, I, for a very long time, I, I, really had a deep aversion for this this saying oh it's nothing personal this business because i always felt absolute nonsense everything is personal you know how can it how can it just be business what does that even mean and the way i've seen people completely detach themselves emotionally from something and almost have to dehumanize themselves in the process so that they can get a job done and then say, oh, it's nothing personal. And I just think mm, there's something not right about that. that that's just, yeah. we are human beings. Everything about us, we are emotional creatures. We, yeah. we you know, it, everything is personal. I've never bought into that idea. But in the, in the business world, in the corporate world, in various industries, so many people, men and women, male and females, buy into this idea. And that's how they work. And I think that's very dangerous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're very right. Because uh, what happens is um, they forget to use some of the or are afraid to use um, some of the skills that can make them even more successful. And mm. or 
that can help them even more in their daily life, in their job. But because, I don't know, at some point, they maybe they use these skills, but somebody was very uh, judging about it and uh, criticized them. Uh, now they're afraid to use these skills, right? So mm-hmm. they don't use them anymore. They, they, and they, again, they think about it as being the soft side and they don't want to show their soft side. And mm. what I've seen in the, in, I don't know, in the last, I don't know, maybe uh, five to 10 years is people who are really successful and who really run very successful businesses, no matter what they do, no matter what industry they're in, uh, they are very personal and they're not, they're not afraid of showing who they are and what they think and how they do it. It's mm-hmm. so important, but this is what brings them closer to other people um, and who makes them, you know, so open and so, um, I don't know, we're regarded as, as good leaders because you yeah. cannot be a, a, a good leader if you're uh, somebody who um, hides all of the vulnerabilities or all of the, mm-hmm. even weaknesses. It has, we all have them. It's mm. what, what's the point in, you know, hiding them? I'm going to see them anyway, right? Yeah. Maybe I'm not going to tell you, but I'm still going to feel that something is not there for you yeah. when you do one thing or another. So, yeah, it's this, this lack of fear mm. uh, that brought them where they are. And the lack of fear means showing a lot of your vulnerabilities. Definitely. Not hiding. Yeah. So how did you get into running your own business, Roxana? Start from the, begin- the beginning of your entrepreneurial <laughs> journey because we're talking yeah. about skills, muscles, and change. So I imagine you have had to use your own skill, muscles, oh, to yeah. navigate your own change. I mean, even moving from Romania to Canada, halfway across the world, yeah. that's change itself and starting a new business. Yeah. So how did your journey begin? Um. Well, I came, as I said at the beginning, I came here in, uh, in March with my family. Mm. Um, and it was a, to start with, it was a very big decision for us. And it took us four years to, to come here because mm. we went through the whole immigration process and uh, that took time. Mm. Uh, so then when we were here and you think, you know, you imagine when you think about change, you imagine something that, um, usually takes you by surprise. Um, when you, when people talk about change and usually that kind of change that scares you, it's the one that you're not prepared for. Mm. Um, what I learned from, from this experience is that actually, uh, no matter how prepared you think you are for something, even if you want it, I mean, for us, it was a change that we wanted, that we expected, we waited for a long time for it to happen. And when it happened, um, it still takes you by surprise because mm. the, the, the whole ingredient of change is surprise and it's the unknown. It's, mm. um, it's things that you, you don't know what what you're supposed to expect i mean you do your research you uh look around this but when you you come here uh it's a totally different perspective and it's um, it's a total cultural change no matter how how close uh we may be in culture you know Mm. but there's there's a difference between the european one uh and uh the north american one so that was a Absolutely. Very big <laughs> yeah. Especially so, uh, coming from, from Romania, because I mean, you know, yeah. even within Europe, Eastern yeah. Europe, Western Europe, Central Europe, moving all the way from there over to North America is a 
big jump. Big jump. It is. Culturally, yeah, it's a it big is. jump. Big jump. Yeah. Yeah, and you think you know that, uh, especially because they're very open and you look at all of those uh, movies and talk shows and everything that revolves around this culture, but you're still, if you're not in, um, you, don't, you don't have that grasp of what mm. it means and how it works. Mm. So that was a very big change. And, um, but for me, it was um, mostly, you know, observing what, what happens to us and what strikes us um, in, in the first instance of being here. It was a lot of, um, it, it's the freedom, uh, the kind of freedom that, that people have and that the kind of freedom that people are used to having mm. in the way they, they act, the way they speak, the way they, they think they can do things very easily. I mean, you have an idea, why not do it? Yeah, and I think this was, you know, that that I think this was the kind of trigger for me that got me started with with this um, idea of um, having a the uh, coaching, getting into the coaching business here, uh, mm. because this is was something that I was doing back in Romania um, as a learning and development professional. So I was designing and delivering um, courses on soft skills. Oh <laughs> Those wow. Soft Yes, and um, and then uh, and also doing some coaching and and mentoring there. So right. I knew what it was about. I I I was doing all of those courses and trying to pass the information on to people. But what I noticed was that uh, usually what happens with and you know that as well as um, I do. It's not again. It's not uh, something very new, but. Uh, I had to say it because people go to courses either mm -hmm. because they want to go or because someone sends them, which is, yeah. um, yes. you know. and the latter, the latter is <laughs> usually the case. Yet. You work for a company yeah. and they say, okay, you need some learning and development. Go to this yeah. course, <laughs> yeah. this module, because, take that. You know, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because they saw a weakness. Yeah. Oh, right in you yes, and yes. you have you have to be fixed so they send you uh to somebody who can fix you and the expectancy is that you know you go on to the course and you come back fixed and you mm. can start to use what you've learned immediately and it doesn't mm. happen this way mm. and mm. this is why i've seen so many people so frustrated after attending courses because it, it just wasn't there for them you know the, the whole promise of you go to a presentation skills course and then you're a very good presenter once you get out of that course and right. obviously not gonna happen unless you you put some work into it after that so Definitely. for me it was Rather than having, uh, I don't know, one or two day long courses with people and then never hearing from them again and them from me, uh, I would rather uh, coach them into that with regular shorter sessions on the things that they need to improve and when they need to improve it. Because your need is what is going to make you work for that. So right. if, you, if you need to improve your presentation skills or your speaking skills or your team management skills or conflict resolution skills, you will want to work on that because it's your interest and it's your need and yeah. knowing that you have someone you can work on that regularly for a period of time and do some exercises and actually put into practice 
um, those exercises in your daily lives and seeing what happens when you do that and how you can, you can yourself change what happens to you and right. how it happens. Right. If you change your, your mindset and your, your approach on, on that topic. So this is what um, I came up with. And then uh, I started it as a, as a side hustle. And I started, okay, let's have, a, uh, let's have it online. Let's have a website. And let's, let, let's see where that takes me. Um, and now I'm very much into it because I have a lot of work to do. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, who, yeah. so tell us about your typical client. Who is your typical client and what do they need help with? And, and, and you know, how do you help them with this, this skill muscle? You'll have to define that for us mm -hmm. because there's yeah. a lot of people who don't know, who may not know what that is. Yeah. Um, okay. So for me, the skills muscles is exactly, um, as I was saying, for instance, we think about our speaking um the speaking skills let's take that right. people think that they only need to improve their uh speaking when it has to do with public speaking and generally when we refer to that we think that um you know the kind of ted talks or mm. conferences where you mm -hmm. speak in front of uh, hundreds of people right sure, sure. um and it's not the case because we do public speaking every day. Uh, we speak, we have conference calls. Mm -hmm. We have meetings. We go to networking sessions. We attend conferences. And sometimes we're, I don't know, we're either in the public or in the panel or we network with other people. Right. Um, right. You go to a school meeting for your kids uh, and you want to talk to the teachers there and get to ask questions and have an articulated discussion with the people that you meet yeah. and make your voice heard. And especially on the phone and in this kind of, like us with a podcast, right? right. You yes. do want people, you know, you want people to understand what we're saying here. Definitely, and you, definitely. You do want them to, to be engaged, right? So mm. this is exactly what we do, uh, the kind of skill, the muscle that we use every day, more or less depends um, how often we need it. But we need it. In any case, it's right. not that don't, we don't speak and we don't, we use it every day to, to communicate with other people. So, um, and I've seen people who said, okay, when I'm on a conference call, for instance, um, I start talking and then people don't seem to have understood that I made a comment or they didn't understand my question or they just ignored it or and I felt like I nobody even cares what I'm saying mm. and it's you can improve that you can improve your voice you can improve the way you articulate or the intonation or the pace or the rhythm everything you can do that and this is what I'm, I'm helping people with. Um, mm, okay. Or okay. it can be um, people in, and it doesn't have to be, so I can work with organizations, but I also, my idea was to work with individuals like um, who are, who can be my neighbors, you know what I mean? I can be yeah. the, the next door, the next door coach, only that I'm online. 
um, yeah. and yeah. this online things thing makes things very very easy from this perspective perspective so um, it can be, I don't know, you're an accountant working for a firm and your boss says you have to do a presentation in front of, a, of the management team. Mm -hmm. uh, and you don't know where to start and you don't know who to ask and you wouldn't need help, but you do, just don't know where to go for help. Right. And I'm there to help with that, you know, help you prepare your, your body language, your voice, your, even the, the slides, um, help you get your point across the same with speaking skills the same with uh working with people um some of them for uh, assertive communication assertive communication is the kind of um client relationship that you want to improve right with anyone anyone around it and you want to know how to do that so i what i do is i take okay so what's the problem what happens when it's not assertive what happens when you're not happy with what's going on and what would make you happy? And then from there, we start to work on that. Okay, so let's see how you can actually express yourself, how you can um, make the best out of this situation for you. Because if it improves for you, then the client will know. You right. will be happier in your relationship with that client right. and it will be a very visible transformation. So this is the kind of, these are the kind of skills that um, we use on a daily basis. We just don't think about them as um, skills muscles, mm. <laughs> you know, and we use them without knowing. It's like walking. When you walk, you use some muscles. You just don't know what those muscles are, but you, you still use them. Right. You right. go to the gym, you go to the gym to develop those muscles, right? And then you know what you're doing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you and would you say that you focus primarily on then soft skills, obviously. That's your yeah. thing, soft yeah. skills. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And yeah. the soft skills are the people skills, the social, the communication, yeah. uh mm -hmm. sort of your character, that kind of thing, right? Yeah, and we uh, and it's it's funny how um, and we also work on on rediscovering some of these uh, mm. skills because there are some um, that people haven't been using in a long time because they were afraid of using them. Of course, yes. And um, uh, and actually, these are some some skills that would benefit them a lot. So right. it, it's funny how you just you dig deep and you take them out on the out to the surface and then they say oh so i can you know what i can do that mm, yeah because it yeah. was it was there but i work with what people want to use most because one other thing that happens is if you're good at something you just start to take it for, for granted because people around you take it for granted if you're if you're good at drafting um papers or if you're good at giving feedback or you're good at managing other people in in your team people generally take that for for granted it's a strength mm. but you don't you don't work on it anymore right. um because it's just there and it comes you know i can do that okay right. yeah you can do that but let's see how how you can maintain it and maybe take in take it a level further because uh, you never know right you, you're never perfect so you can right. there's right. always room for improvement but what happens is okay people 
nowadays focus more on fixing the weaknesses rather than working uh, more with their strengths. And this is something that I find unbelievable. Because mm. if you if you take your strengths and work them out to the next level, it's it, it's nothing that you cannot do. <laughs> you know, yeah. they can take you places you've never dreamed of, or they can benefit you in a way you never thought of. So, mm. Um, mm. you know, that that's a very important point you make because sometimes I feel like we live in the fix it culture, fix ourselves culture. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. constantly. Uh, improving and growing and developing, which is which is a beautiful thing. But sometimes I feel like people feel as though they can't have weaknesses. Weaknesses are mm-hmm. a bad thing, or or that somehow they have to be switched on and they have to be perfect all the time. And and they sometimes they don't allow themselves to feel normal emotions. So being mm-hmm. sad, oh why are you sad? Are you depressed? And it's like, no, I'm I'm just sad and that's okay. That's human to be sad. You know, yeah. it's just it yeah. just seems like we're so in self mm-hmm. self development and self improvement is very important, but sometimes I wonder if we've gone a bit overboard in in the culture now where we we've completely gone off balance where people don't even realize that some things are just normal and some things it's a part of the human experience you don't need to fix yeah, everything. It is. You know? Yeah, it is. And this is why, exactly, and this is why, um, you know, this is why training is seen as this, uh, and this is why it is so frustrating for people, mm. because most of them go to trainings um, because they need some, some fixing to be done on them instead mm. of, and this is not, if you take personal development in this way and put some, some negative, okay, this, you're not good. You're broken here. So you mm-hmm. need to be fixed. How is that? How does that have to do with the development part of it and with the personal development part of it? It's supposed to be on the positive side. Okay, so if, even if you're, you're very good at that, let's see what you want to improve still. Yeah. Or let's see what doesn't, it's, you know, it's turn it around a little bit and people will see how they can develop themselves on their daily lives instead of seeing training as a, as a separate activity for a couple of days that has nothing to do with their lives. This is, again, this is unbelievable to me. You see, <laughs> I know, for, yeah. For, for personal development that have nothing to do with their, who they are in real life. Yeah, it happens a lot, though. I think, um, particularly in the corporate culture, it's just, okay, we need to send them on these modules, these courses, just send them. And uh, yeah, and I think that's why employees get so annoyed. Oh, okay, I have to do this again. Or this is another uh, personnel or human resource tick boxing exercise. And yeah, because Mm -hmm. they they don't feel that it's not relatable. It's not something that they believe they they need or they can use. When in fact it is. It is. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So how then do we use these skills, muscles to manage and deal with change? Yeah. Um, Well, um, depends how you, again, um, I was talking about change and thinking about it as something that comes to you unexpectedly. And when you are looking for it and you, you expect it, you think you're prepared for it and uh, it's still unexpected and it's still surprising. Um, so what I found is that it's this, these little pieces of awareness in your, in your daily lives 
so you go every day. For instance, I had interviews for for jobs here. Right, right. And I had to go to interviews. I hadn't done it in a very long time because I had a, a very stable job back in Romania and I, I wasn't going to job interviews so often. When I came here, I had to. But it was the, the fact that I used this kind of interviewing skills. It was something that I was familiar with because I was doing it at home. Because I was interviewing people, I was talking to them, I was going out to networking sessions. I was even delivering some interviewing skills training sessions um, in the, at the company that I used to work for. So I, was, I, I found it that if, I, if the, that stuff was familiar to me, it was easier for me to perform as the interviewee as well because I knew some of the techniques. I knew I had the practice already done. Right. You know, I, I had I had done my my homework, if you want, my I practiced my exercises. Right. It's um, if you want, I the way I look at it, uh, and this is how I also refer to it in in the in the TED talk. It was for me. I started to uh, run, for instance. I started to run as a cure for my headache. Okay, uh, some fantastic. Eight, eight, nine years ago, yeah. yeah. And it was, yeah, it was fun because I had my greens and they wouldn't go away, right? With, okay, no matter yeah. what I did. Yeah. So I started to run and then I started to run and I was running for, I don't know, first time 20 minutes. And then um, I, I started to make it more regular and mm -hmm. I was running half an hour, about you know, 30, 35 minutes, five kilometers twice a week. Right. Mm -hmm. And suddenly I started to want to run a half marathon. Oh, wow. A half marathon means Wonderful. 21 something kilometers, right? Yes, of course, yes. So, but the fact that I was already running, I had the habit of running my right. five kilometers every week, twice a week. That right. made it possible for me to run my half marathon, the 21 kilometers, once a year or tw twice a year. Sure. But it was the practice. It's all, that's why I'm saying it's all in the practice. So the, the minute you realize what you're doing and what muscle you're using right now, you're using, for instance, now, you're using the interviewing skills that I was talking about, right? right and it's yes. a discussion. It's a discussion, right? It's yes. a dialogue. It but is. it's very important for us to, to realize what we're doing now and realize that exactly this kind of practice, this kind of exercise is the one that helps you and me talk to other people in other contexts, you know, mm -hmm. and deal with, with things that we haven't been prepared, preparing for necessarily right. a lot. But it helps because we have the basic, the basic practice there. It's the same with any other skill. You don't know... The thing about change, you don't know usually when it's going to happen or how it's going to happen. But you do know is what you have on you to right. meet it. 
Right. Yeah. It's like getting dressed for a meeting. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Okay. So I go to this meeting. So who am I meeting now? I'm meeting this person. They are from some kind of television and they will want to probably speak to me about that. So I take my skills muscles with me and I, and I wear them right? I take my speaking muscle, I have my conversational muscle, my, my meeting muscle, all of these muscles, and I wear them for that meeting. Right. And it's, it's, it's about the, the, the thing that you can control when you are facing change. You don't know mm. what change looks like, but you do know what you can look like. Mm. And I like the idea of having different kinds of muscles. So you exercise yeah. a different kind of muscle depending on what kind of change you're experiencing or going through. Mm -hmm. yeah. But you, but and of you course, have... at first, at first, I guess you have to identify what your muscles are. Yeah. I guess you help your mm -hmm. clients with that. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm. That's the really, really important part because we don't think about it so often. So the really important part, and, and it's, it, you know, it's not, the funny thing, it's not me that does it, it's them. Because they, you know, they, once you start to ask people about their, their strengths and what, what makes them successful and happy in doing the things that they do, and they discover things about themselves that they didn't think about it because you just know they're there. You don't even think about them. You just pretty much take it for granted. And it's, and it's not, um, I don't think it's healthy because how can you, how can you even improve anything if you don't know it exists, right? Right, right. So, definitely. um, yeah, this is, yeah, this is uh, the, the, the fun part for me, you know, discovering what they, what they need and what they have already. No, I think like, like I mentioned to you before we uh, started uh, the podcast, the way you've put this together, so, uh, skills, muscles to uh, manage or deal with change. I have never heard someone word it that way before. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I understand what it is, but I think, I don't think we, we connect the two, skills, muscles with change. I don't think we do. No. Yeah, we don't because generally we don't, and even about change, we don't, we don't think about it. We only think about it as something um, coming towards us that's so big and sometimes very frightening. Mm. And it's this kind of, uh, it can be very scary and um, it can be very monstrous if you want to. So I started to think about it as, you know, take it into little pieces and decom decompose it a little bit and see what it is. Okay, so what, what, what's changed? For, for me, the, the change was called a half marathon, right. for instance, one of them, or moving to Canada. Or it, once you, 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 you pinpoint and you give it a name right. and it's very specific, you know exactly how you can deal with that. Because mm. you'll know, okay, so uh, what do I need for the half marathon? Oh, I, I need my, my leg muscles. I need my resistance. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So what am I going to work on? My leg muscles It's the same thing. Uh, okay. So I need to go to job interviews. Okay. What do I need? I need my interview skills. Uh, so I need to be able to, to come across the way I want to come across. It's the same thing, but you need the, the, the moment you, you name it and you make it more specific, you will start to link it with specific skills, muscles that you can use for yourself. Mm, I love this. It's I love simple. It's no, no, it simple. is. It is. But I think the way you you package it and the way you deliver it is so unique. It's so unique. Yeah. 
it's, mm-hmm. it's really unique. Now, to put this aside for a minute, I want to ask you a, a business question, a question about your business. Yeah. You are okay. operating in an industry, in a market that is very crowded, okay? Coaching yes. is very crowded. It's, it's what I would call an oversubscribed industry. There's so many coaches. So how, in terms of business model and sustainability, how do you go about, how do you stand out? What, what do you do to constantly try to stand out? Because I guess you have to when you're operating in such a saturated yeah. market. Yeah, no, that's true. And one, it's one of the uh, frustrations for me because uh, obviously being new, I don't have the, uh, the kind of network that I had back home, for instance. Because right. um, I, I, didn't, I didn't have the time to make my, my network so big. So what I do I, is I, I go out a lot uh, to meet new people. And I go, one thing I'm lucky with is that they have all of these events. So you, you only have to choose what event you want to attend because there's so many of them, but it's, it's a good thing for me because then I go and I meet people and I tell them exactly what I do. And, um, um, you know, that, that helps me, uh, also be able to articulate over and over again what it is that I'm doing. Uh, That's one thing. The other is that um, my kind of coaching is a a little bit atypical uh, to um, the other kind of coaching because I don't do uh, life coaching to me, again, is something so so general and so big uh, that it can be frightening. Um, And Mm. this this is why I like to take things uh, and name them specifically. This is why I do coaching on personal skills, and I tell people that. Uh, and then I start to name some of the personal skills so they understand what I'm talking about. Right. Uh, but it's important, even if it's it again, it it is life coaching, but it's life in bits and pieces because it you know life doesn't happen to us all of a sudden all. all all at the same time it happens day by day second by second right so of course yeah uh, this kind of coaching that i do is very specific on things that that people need and maybe even don't even think about um and i i like to take things very specifically and very practically uh, because usually, and this is what usually scares people off, is that, okay, so what's the coaching? It's a lot of blah, blah, and no result. Mm. Um, the no mm. result thing can be because it, it's it often, it can be uh, very vague or maybe too general, or maybe we don't know. I know I want to improve something, but I don't know exactly what. I want to mm. be a better communicator. Okay, but that, uh, there's so many aspects about this that you really have to sit down and see exactly what you want to do about it. Um, so this is um, one, one differentiator for me because um, this was one of the um, put-offs for, for many people that coaching is such a, it's a big deal, but it's, it's so big that it scares me. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I could definitely, I can see that. I can see that mm-hmm. now. Tell us a little bit about your TED Talk. Let our listeners yeah. know what your TED Talk is about, which will also be posted on our website very soon. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Um, well, my TED Talk was um, um, the, the topic of our discussion today. It was, um, again, how our skills, muscles, 
um, change the way we deal with change. And uh, it was mostly, um, I was talking about the, uh, the groups of skills muscles that we have, because uh, I came up with, with three groups. And basically, okay. it's um, some, you know, the muscles that um, you've been using all along and you don't even know, you didn't even know what you were doing. Um, it's the muscles that um, you like using. It's those strengths that I was talking about. And then the muscles that you hate using because at some point somebody had something bad to say about you using that. And those are called mm. our weaknesses. Simply because we forget about them, we don't want to use them, we don't feel comfortable using them, and so we use words like, I'm not good at that, so I'm not going to do it. Um, and, you know, it was, um, the interesting thing for me was um, that I, I've met a lot of people after, after the talk saying, uh, but you know you're right, and uh, um, I, didn't, I didn't look at it this way. And um, we, there were some people who were talking about, okay, maybe we can um, have a, some, some training for, for ourselves in our company and see where we go with the muscles that we hate using, the, the muscles that we keep uh, in a dormant state. This is what I, the, the word that I used. And they, um, they wanted to improve uh, those muscles for themselves. And this for me, was very i was very happy to hear them talking about that it was i was on the hallway and i could hear them and they came and said thank you for that because now i know what i have to do and this was Wonderful. the whole point Wonderful. yeah it was a whole point yeah so mm -hmm. yeah and it was you know meeting a lot of people with, with with great ideas it was such a such a great day and i took a lot from from everyone who was talking that day Okay. And now tell us, in terms of your business, where would you like your business to be, say, five, ten years from now? What direction do you, or what um, ideas do you have for your business? What's your vision more so? Yeah, it's um, making training, um, especially on these personal skills, part mm. of our day-to-day -day life. Mm. making it more accessible and making it more um, related to what we need and when we need it and make it, you know, I, I'd really like to see a world where, where people are accountable for their own development because they simply take time to understand what they want to develop and what, what brings them benefits in developing one, one skill or another. This is what I'm, I, I want to take, and I, I don't want it to be called, you know, the future of learning isn't training, it's practice. This mm. is, for me, this is my vision. It's, it's a regular like practice. It's, it's like going to the gym. You go to the gym. Or doing yoga you know, or anything, running, or cycling, yoga. swimming. Yeah. yeah, it's practice. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the practice. same thing. It's practice. Right. It's practice. Yeah. And you never you perfect it. It's just an evolution exactly. of, of, of getting yeah. better, getting stronger, and then you, you yeah. keep elevating yeah. yourself. Yeah, mm, I like that. Yeah. So if I, if I see this, this shift in, in, in mindset, in, in approaching this kind of development, um, 
as something that you can do for yourself and something that you want to do for yourself because you are able to see the benefits. So far, why, why training isn't so successful is because there are very few people who actually saw some benefits out of it. Um, mm. Because again, it didn't have anything to do with our real lives. I, I'd like to see that this kind of learning embedded in our own lives in our own situations it's possible it's not any and we do it we just don't realize we do it definitely so roxana majority if not all of our listeners are women in pre-startup or startup phase of business they either just have an idea or just recently launched their business so there may be some woman out there listening who wants to start um, a practice or a business rather similar to yours something in 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 uh, learning and development what advice do you have yeah. for this person for this lady mm. well the the first thing I um, I did when I started with this is um, I, I, I hate giving people advice in the first place, but mm. if, um, if there's something that, you know, don't forget, I know how it is. You have a lot of ideas and you have a lot of work to do and you, a lot of things to put in practice and you think about doing this and that and going there and talking to people and I don't know, it, it can be a very busy life. Mm. Um, but one thing is, um, you know, I, I like one, one saying is um, you can't pour from an empty cup. Oh, yeah. You need to take care of yourself first. Mm -hmm. And this, this is, and what I find is this is exactly, maybe, I don't know, go do yoga. I don't know exactly what, but establish a routine that helps you deal with those frustrations that can come up every day. Uh, because there will be, um, or maybe they are, they are uh, already. And yes. uh, the only way you know to, to deal with that is have have your own your own practice of knowing. Mm. Okay, so this if I do this for me, uh, it will help. It will help me being a better person in this, or with those people, or you know things that know what helps you be a better version of yourself, whatever that is. It can be, I don't know, it can be yoga, it can be aerobics, it can be running, it can be coaching, it can be whatever. But it's important to know what it is for you. Everyone has, has some, some um, I don't know, some tool that they can use and to, to help them. Um, even in, in the good times and in the bad times. Oh, this absolutely. Is, don't forget yourself. Don't forget yourself on the road. And you definitely need them more in the, in the bad times or as maybe as you would say, when you're absolutely. dealing with change, dealing with change, yeah. because it's all yeah. fine and happy when, you know, where everything's going smooth. But when things start to, to, yeah. to crumble in our lives as they do and they will from time to time at yeah. different stages in our lives depending mm -hmm. on what we're doing and so on that's when we really mm -hmm. need to to kick in these skills and it's really then that you you tend to master yourself because you grow throughout that process yeah exactly yeah. and it can be yeah because then it can be a very lonely place and oh, plus yeah. as you said yeah it can be you know the, the happy times are good but sometimes and don't forget to celebrate them 
because mm. sometimes you know you get carried away because you've done it you've been there you, you you achieved your target and then you go you go further and further and further and you forget to celebrate no take time this is why i say don't don't forget yourself in the process take time mm. to celebrate uh be frustrated get up uh and keep moving but uh it's very important to know that you're there and you you need to be you need to be happy and you need to be able to be sad and you need to be able to articulate it and know exactly what's going on with you yeah i i am a firm believer in experiencing all emotions because i think yeah. sometimes people look at you and they they assume oh but you're so happy all the time don't you 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 don't get sad and i just kind of think are you kidding me i get mm -hmm. sad just like everybody else but i think um it's learning like you said which muscles do I pull out now to help me deal with these emotions yeah. and managing mm -hmm. my emotions and learning what my triggers are and what kind of sets me off, you know, <laughs> and what doesn't. Yeah. And it's, it's all a part of learning about myself that I think has helped me personally to experience different types of emotions, but not get too caught up in it. So like I could experience mm -hmm. sadness, which is very important, but I know it's something that I have to go through. I don't have to stay there you know? Yeah. And, um, exactly. yeah. And I yeah. think, I think that's, that's really important. I, I just think it's so, like we were saying earlier, I just think it's so dangerous to constantly believe that you have to be this happy, 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 happy person all the time, because you know, you can be yeah. pleasant all the time. You can be in a, a constant state of gratitude, but I'm not sure anyone can just be completely happy all the time. It's just life is no. just not that way, you know? No, it's not that way. And it's almost yeah. like you have to be happy. It's like the new must of, yes. um, yeah. it's a must have <laughs> right yeah. now. And it's not, you know, if you must be happy all the time, then how will you know, how will you even know you're happy if you're happy all the time? Yeah. And then you go to the doctor and they put you on some antidepressant and that's a whole yeah. other conversation because <laughs> everyone is on some kind of drug and you just think, but that's not a mental illness. That's just human to be sad it's human to go through a depression and um not yeah. saying that you know there aren't levels of darkness and depression that require uh drugs uh or medication but i think sometimes it's so easy to pop a pill for things that that are just normal yeah. human yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah. Yeah. yeah not to feel not to feel that pain i not think to feel, you know yeah. this is one of one of my favorite talks on that is uh, Brené Brown's The Power of Vulnerability. Oh, I love her. She's um, amazing. Yeah, and she talks about it in in that talk. It's a it's a beautiful talk. It's for for good times and for bad times. Mm. It's a good talk to hear. Yeah, no, it's it's. Re I really like her stuff. I've read her books. I yeah. I really. She has created this whole kind of. Um, she's created op opened up rather this whole conversation that people weren't having for a long time. And mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's done a lot for a lot of people, I think. I think it just makes people feel like, okay, this is different. I can get with this, you know, vulnerability. I can do this. <laughs> because it's yeah. not something we were talking about for a very long time. No one was ever exactly. talking about vulnerability. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, because, you know, she, she, put a, she put it in the spotlight. And once you, you know, shed light on something, it's very visible. And then you see it in other places with other people. Then you start noticing it. Mm. Up until then, it was very much in the dark. And it was so much of something that people didn't want to talk about because it was a weakness, right? So I don't mm. even want to look at it. I don't even want to know where that is. Yeah. But the moment that 
he turned the light on and it was very visible, then people started to notice it and notice what it can do. And that's a, that was a very big change as well. This is why, you know, that's what I'm hoping to do with my with my uh, personal skills coaching, you know? No, and you will, and you're already doing it, turn, and you turn will. Turn the light, yeah. Turn <laughs> the light on and, and make people notice them here and there. Definitely. So give us the um, your website address so people can find you and go to your website. What is your website yeah. address? My website is personalskillscoach.com. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and you can find me also on uh, Facebook. I have um, my page is called All Personal. Okay. Um, but once you're on my website, you will also see the, uh, the link to my Facebook and to my YouTube channel. Um, and you will be able to, to watch some of the uh, videos that I've done already and that tell you more about how I work and what I work on mm. and what, what you can work with me on. And yeah, I was going uh, to say, are you open to collaborations as well? With, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I think as, you know, as much as I can collaborate with uh, people, I think that's a fantastic, um, that's one of the, the opportunities that we live nowadays is to be connected and be able to collaborate with people all over the world. So, yeah, yeah that's definitely something that I, I'm doing and I plan to keep doing. And, you know, I think collaboration is, off, is also a skill muscle because um, yeah. I think it doesn't mm -hmm. come naturally to everyone. And I think for some yeah. of us, we've, we've been taught our entire lives that we need to compete. So when we get into an yeah. environment where we have to collaborate, we don't know what to do. We, it's so awkward for us. <laughs> so I think for yeah. some people, that's also a skill, learning how to just work with others and mutual understanding, mutual respect to, to achieve some kind of goal. Collaboration. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, yeah, that is because sometimes it can be, even collaboration can be very scary for people who've mm. never done it because mm -hmm. there's something there that they were fearing about collaboration. So, yeah. Definitely. Let's see what that is. <laughs> Definitely. Well, it was such a pleasure to speak with you, Roxana. Thank yeah, you so you much. You too, Joanne. As usual, you know, Yay. I like speaking it just takes me places, you know? <laughs> oh, thank you. I feel the same way. No, it's good. It's good to have these conversations. And um, I really, I, I, I really, 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 really like the whole, you know, don't take it, take it personal. I love that whole twist. I love, I love everything you're doing. And I think you're going to be immensely <laughs> successful. And I'm so glad we get to be on this journey with you to see where you go. And it's just, it's, it's a big journey. The journey from Romania to Canada and starting your business and the TED Talk. And I mean, I'm sure next you're going to do a book and you're going to do more talks and more yeah. things. And I know it's just going to get better and better. So I'm glad that we get you're to- already no, yeah, yes. you already know all my plans. Oh. Um, yes, I, oh, come on, of course, of course. So please, you know, come back and talk to us again and just sure. keep us updated Anything? on how on how everything yeah. is going and all of your success. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, Joanne, and I wish you so much good luck. Thank with you. That you're doing. And you know, you're an inspiration to me. You know that I've told you and I will Thank tell you, you that every time we talk. <laughs> Thank you. I feel the same way about you. So it's good. We have to keep inspiring each other. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. And bye Thank for you. now. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye. bye.